Dear Easter people of First Lutheran Church and beyond, grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our risen Lord and Savior, who is the shepherd of the church. Amen. On the very first page of his book entitled, Talking to Your Child About God, child psychologist Dr. David Heller of Harvard begins by quoting a prayer. Now, it's a very simple prayer, but I think it's very provocative when we think about it. It's written by a 10-year-old boy named Walt. Listen carefully to Walt's prayer. Dear God, I love you more than anybody else that I do not know. Dear God, I love you more than anybody else that I do not know. I find the confusion in this prayer to be rather telling of the present spirit of our times as it relates to our gospel text for today. By this I mean to say there's an ever-increasing sense of detachment or estrangement that is haunting our lives like a dark pall that hangs over us. Not only geographically or physically, as families are more and more being scattered to the winds, to the far corners of the map, but especially emotionally and spiritually as people are drifting further and further into the individualism of iPhones and iPads and a rogue sense of religion we hear on the streets every day. My faith is a private matter, right? Or I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual. Or I'm not into organized religion. We've all heard it. Well, in response, our fellow Dakota author and Pulitzer Prize winner, Kathleen Norris, offers this response in a rather tongue-in-cheek fashion. Kathleen writes, I've come to suspect that when people complain about organized religion, what they're really saying is that they can't stand other people. Well, a bit overstated, perhaps, but I get it. As long as the church is made up of sinful human critters, There will always be some self-centered nonsense and nastiness, but hopefully a crucifix that's always at the heart of it all, that recalls us to repent and confess, I'm sorry. And yes, I was there when we crucified our Lord. St. Paul sets us straight in 1 Corinthians 1, 13. Was I, Paul, crucified for you? Were you baptized in St. Paul's name? And so it is that we are a people of the 21st century who become fragmented with all the individualism and autonomy, the autonomous parts that don't seem to fit together, and so we search for oneness, for a sense of wholeness a people who sense a need to blow the lid off a flat earth society that we become once again. 
with everything seemingly being nailed down and figured out. Find some way to connect with that which lasts, that which gives us purpose and meaning, that which gives us hope even in the face of death. That is to find a connectedness, a oneness with God. And so Jesus concludes his gospel word for us this day, I and the Father are one. In the season of Mother's Day, I've been musing a bit about how children are marvelous little theologians. Their blessing for us is that they innocently challenge us to walk with them deeper in our Christian faith. You've all heard their questions with their furrowed brows. Where does God live? What does God look like? If God can fix everything and loves everybody, then why do people get sick and die? Why did God make the sky blue? Or years ago, one character in our family asked the question, if everything has a cause, then what caused God? And I said, ask your mom. <laughs> Good answer. You see, children have an uncanny sense for seeing not only the disconnections, the apartments, the, um, the fragments, the pieces, but also the connections, the wholeness, the oneness of life. In another of his books on children and the life of faith entitled Dear God, Children's Letters to God, Dr. Heller helps us see the disconnections of life through the eyes of a young man named Wayne, age 11, who writes, Dear God, my dad thinks he's you. Please straighten him out. Now there's a disconnect. Or Edward, age nine, who writes, Dear God, if Jesus were alive today, what country would you send him to? I'd recommend our U.S. of A. We really need his help with lots of water churned into wine. And on a more serious note, Jack, age seven, who writes, Dear God, do you know the poem about black sheep, black sheep, have you any wool? Well, I feel like one, and I don't have any wool either. And so it is in the 26th verse of our gospel text that we all begin to flock together with young Jack, feeling disconnected, wondering, doubtful, especially when Jesus says, do you not believe? You do not believe because you do not belong to my sheep. Wow. What a chilling verdict that is. On what grounds do many of us, let me ask, doubt our being a part of Christ's flock? Who keeps us out? Is it the Lord himself? blocking our way with his shepherd's staff? Or do we do it all by ourselves? 
disqualifying ourselves from the flock because we don't believe or believe enough or believe the right things or right doctrines? I mean, there are some pretty firm beliefs out there in the green pastures about what believing really means. One is that believers are always in touch with God, never having any doubt, never being afraid. Another is that believers always find worship to be meaningful and a moving experience, meaning every word of the Apostles' Creed, or having hearts that are strangely warmed at communion, never feeling bored or cranky or left out. But if we're really honest, if we're really honest, we all struggle with these thoughts, these feelings of disconnectedness. Never feeling quite good enough like our little friend Jack, disconnected like a black sheep. My friends, stop exiling yourself from Jesus' flock. Stop exiling yourself because of your beliefs about what it takes to belong and listen to the fact that you belong because God says that you belong. From your baptism, from his word, for you right here, right now, this day. You do not believe because you do not belong to my sheep, Jesus says, but listen. Listen to what he says. Jesus doesn't say that we are in or out of the flock depending on our ability to believe, but the exact opposite, in fact. Jesus says that our ability to believe depends on whether we are in or out of the flock. And there's every reason to believe that we are in, my woolly friends. If only because we're sitting right here with this flock this morning. All of us black sheep who need to hear once more this word of forgiveness, his blessed assurance. As we read in John 10, 29 in our text for today, we hear Jesus saying to us, my heavenly Father who has given you into my care is greater than any power in the world and Jesus says it twice in this text. And no one and nothing will be able to snatch you out of my saving hand. Nothing, not even death. My friends, you belong to the flock, not because you are certain of God, but because God is certain of you by his claiming word for you. It's not because of some institution or ideology or denomination, off poorly organized. Actually, organized religion is something of an oxymoron if you think about it. But it's because of a relationship, your relationship with Christ, his relationship with you, our good shepherd who's saying to you right here and now, you are my beloved on whom my favor rests how long? Until you get something right? Believe strong enough? No, always, unconditionally. 
So be patient in God's word for you by staying in touch in hearing God's word for you. Being at worship as you just heard Heather and the children sing in Bible study and prayer, circle, confirmation, Sunday school, Bible camps, youth and young adult groups. And then live in this power that creates community out of individualism into family and communion. At Quilters, Habitat, Church on the Street, Banquet, Project Car, St. Dismas, The Shop. Be patient with yourself because faith also has its warm and its cold seasons. And yes, be patient with yourself. And while you're at it, please be patient with the rest of us, all of us as black sheep. For you can't follow the good shepherd all by yourself after all. You're stuck with this flock or some flock, and everybody knows that sheep are, well, they're sheep and are often, and I can't resist, bad. <laughs> they panic easily. They refuse to be led. They make most of their decisions based on appetite and tend to get into headbutting contests, sometimes for no good reason at all. But stick with the whole unholy, woolly lot of the flock. Hypocrites? Yep. But as my grandfather would say, there's always room for one more. But most importantly, it's because this is where the one true shepherd is who makes it your best bet not only for survival but amazing joy. As the psalmist shares with us again this day, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. And above all, understand that you belong here as part of Christ's flock in this particular place, whether as lifelong members or just coming into this flock this day as new members. If you don't believe anything else, believe that, that whether you're here because you believe or because you want to believe, you are here because you belong to God's sheep, just like all of us. And because we do, we hear his voice, and he knows us, and we follow him together. And he gives us eternal life, and we shall never per perish, and no one and nothing shall ever snatch us from Christ's hand, who from our mother's arms continues to shepherd and bless us on our way. And finally, putting our gospel text for today in a beautiful nutshell, again from Dr. Heller's book, Dear God, Children's Letters to God. This prayer comes from yet another little theologian, better yet, another little lamb, named Lori, age seven, who makes it clear that when we are one in Christ, we are also one with him and our Father who is in heaven. Little Lori writes, Dear God, I know that Jesus is my friend. Since he's your friend, your beloved son, that makes us friends too, right? That from a seven-year-old. Lori goes on to write, 
Let's get together to play sometime. You can bring all the toys you have, and I'll bring mine. And my mom will give you a big hug at our door. And when you come in, she'll give you a bunch of chocolate cookies. I live at 203 South 5th Street. In case God needed to know the address. And so with the psalmist, you shall dwell in the house, the flock of the Lord forever. Amen.